So now we're into week three, and uh, we're going to look at baptism. We're going to look at how, now that we're born again, and we've experienced our brand new start, what baptism means for us in our next step in our new life with Jesus. And it's in this week that we look at uh, the true meaning of baptism. We can see the biblical pattern of baptism, understand what it does and why it's so important, why it's so essential in our new life with Jesus. And that if you haven't yet been baptized, how you can be prepared and get ready um, for your own baptism. So day one of week three kicks off with this question, Mm. what is baptism? So David, what is it? Well, um, just to backtrack a little bit, Jesus commanded his disciples at the end of Matthew, Matthew's gospel, Jesus says, mm. um, go into all nations and make disciples of, of people and baptize them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Right. And um, so what is baptism? Well, the simplest way to understand it is just to look at the, the word that is translated as baptism. And that word is a, is a Greek word, baptizo, mm-hmm. which means to immerse or to plunge or to submerge. And so baptism is is the immersion of a believer into water. It's to be fully immersed in water, and it's part and parcel of our conversion and of our faith in Jesus Christ. So when people think of baptism, they might think of christening, Mm. being sprinkled, but what we're saying here is that it it's not a sprinkling or a splashing. It's something that's, it's, a, it's almost like the, the word itself is a different act altogether. Absolutely. I think that without getting into any church history, those those other ways of, of, of christening babies, of, of sprinkling babies with water, um, that's not what we see in the Bible. In the New okay. Testament, baptism is always by immersion. We look, mm. we look at that a little bit in day two, is always by, by fully immersing a, a believer in water. And it requires at least one other person to be present to do it. So it that does. brings so, a sort of public Yeah, and baptism is is not a private thing, but is it is a declaration. It's like a nailing of our colours to the mast mm. and saying, Jesus is now Lord of my life, of my life. I've repented, I've put my faith in him. And as a sort of as a declaration and expression of that, I'm going to be baptized. And somebody else is there, the baptizer to um, to at least have one other witness of what's happening. Yeah, so if somebody's been a Christian for a while but they've never been baptized in water, is it still optional or, I mean, is it is it something that is only when you just become a Christian or is it something that somebody should do regardless of how long they've been a Christian if they've not yet been baptized in water? Yeah, the second of those for sure. We would say that every believer should be baptized, um, that Jesus was baptized. He set an example yeah. for that. In fact, there's one verse in, in Mark's gospel where it says, whoever believes and is baptized will be saved. It's, right. it's so essential, so much an integral part of, of being saved that we would say every believer should be baptized. So, And that's that's an interesting distinction as well. It's not baptize and then believe. That's right. It's believe and then be baptized. Absolutely. And, and, and that's why um, we may come on to say this a bit later, but, but babies can't make a decision to follow Jesus and therefore um, being baptized before you've believed, again, is is an unbiblical practice. So there's a helpful question at the bottom of day one that talks about what about you personally? You know, do you qualify for baptism? Yeah. Yes, no, not sure. And then a kind of an answer of yeah, why to dot, those. dot, dot. Um, so, so the answer should be if, if I've given my life to Jesus, if I've 
put my faith in Christ, if I've repented and confessed my sins and been born again, yeah. uh, and we hope, if you're listening to the podcast, we hope that's happened or, or will soon happen for you. If so, then you qualify for baptism. Okay. Mm. And then week two, uh, day two, rather, of week three picks up about the biblical baptism. So baptisms that we actually see in the Bible. And you've referred already to the fact that Jesus himself was baptized, which is more than significant. <laughs> yeah, it is. And it wasn't as if Jesus had any sins to confess. Yeah. So, so it becomes even more interesting. But I think Jesus was baptized, uh, above all things, just to show us the right way the right mm. thing. He said. He, he actually said, I'm doing this to fulfill all righteousness. So, so Jesus sets the pattern for us in being baptized. And, and we go on in, in day two to look at um, several other people. We look at um, an Ethiopian, uh, very high-ranking Ethiopian official in, in the book of Acts chapter eight and how he's baptized. Yeah. And then we look at Saul, who was converted and became the apostle Paul, how he was baptized. We look at um, the first of the Gentile converts, a man named Cornelius and all his family. And then we look at uh, a jailer and his family. And, and in each case, what we see is um, as soon as they believed, yeah. they were baptized and, and it, by immersion. Right. And mm. it's quite, it, the other thing is it, it's, 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 a one, it's one act that everybody who believes can do that identifies themselves with all other believers. Yes. And, and that's really significant is across the whole world, yeah. in every culture, in every nation, um, whoever we are, high ranking or low ranking, rich or poor, young or old, there's one way for all of us to uh, make a public declaration of our faith, mm. and that is in baptism. It's interesting, isn't it? That you've got the Ethiopian chancellor who's yep. African, probably. Yep. You've got Paul himself, Saul, who was a Jew. Yes. You've got Cornelius, who was a Roman. Yeah. And you've got the jailer who's probably Greek. Yes. It's almost like each one of those uh, yeah. it almost represents different cultures, different nationalities, but they're all brought together by they're the same They're all brought act. together. They all, they all begin their faith the same way, begin their Christian life the same way through yeah. baptism. It's a really powerful yeah. picture. It's a universal, a universal act that, is, that I would say is, is required and essential for every believer. So if we talk about the fact that we've sort of talked about what baptism is and we've seen in the Bible where people have been baptized, yeah. but then... What's the purpose of it? What does baptism actually do? Is it just this kind of ceremonial act that we do that shows something, or is, or is there more to it than that? And this is what you kind of pick up on. Yeah. So day three, day three. and day four, we pick up on the two really big, um, the effects of baptism, if you like. It, on on the one hand, baptism. If you think about, if you think about somebody going under the water hmm. and then coming out again, it it's very symbolic of of death and resurrection and. And it is a very powerful symbol, but but we believe it's much more than a symbol. Right. And on day three, we talk about baptism and, and the, the power of baptism to cleanse us from our past. Mm. And we look at a couple of um, illustrations from the Old Testament, actually, of, of Moses um, and of Noah. And, and we look at how those two examples uh, come to life for us in the New Testament when we realize they, they're like um, images or pictures or... They're foreshadowing of baptism. So in the case of Moses, um, Moses led the Israelites and they had to go through the Red Sea. Yeah. In the case of Noah, he had to escape with his family from, from this flood by, by, by being carried through the waters of, of the flood. And they're both illustrations for us, pictures for us of baptism. And in actual fact, um, there's, a, uh, there's a verse in... 
in 1 Peter that we we look at where it says God waited patiently in the days of Noah mm. um, because a few people, eight in all, were saved through water. And this water symbolizing baptism that now saves you also. Noah was, if you like, cleansed from the sin that had pervaded the earth in his day. And, and yeah. Moses also escaped from the, from the sinful environment of the Egyptians. So that's the first picture we look at, the power of baptism to, to cleanse us. And the thing of, the, the, the thing of water and washing yeah. and cleansing is, is very familiar to us even naturally, isn't it? That with, it's the only way you can ever truly feel clean yes, is to pass absolutely. through water, yeah. is to, get, you know, to buy, bathe or shower. It's a cleansing act. It is. And it, but it's something that actually happens it in, is. And, more and, profoundly. And Paul himself um, recalls, the, the Apostle Paul describes... Um, how just before he was baptized, somebody said to him, now what are you waiting for, Paul? Get up, be baptized, and wash your sins away. Was Ananias tells him yeah, to, to get up right. and, so, and be washed. So this yeah. is a really powerful image, but but also we we know this is, this is real and powerful for people, that when they're baptized, they come out of that water, and there's a very real sense in which they come out cleansed and those old testament pictures describe a cleansing work yes, they do if you like but there's also another uh, sort of image that that's uh, that's tied in with it which is of a of a i mean i think you've already referred to this actually is it like a death yeah a burial and a resurrection yeah. so so in day four we look at the second big picture of baptism the big the big purpose of baptism and and, and the picture here is of of, of burying the dead mm. And um, we read um, we read a passage in in the book of Romans chapter six where Paul Paul talks about dying with Christ and then in baptism um, being buried and and raised being raised again and and here we have the if you again we imagine a, somebody going down under the water yeah it's like a burial coming out of the water is like a resurrection and um, and and this really is is what's happening to our old lives our old lives having been uh having we've repented we've we've asked jesus to 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 cleanse us and forgive us the father forgives us our sins and then in baptism it, it, it's like a burial of the old life uh and we and we put it all away and and, and we rise freed from the past yeah um to live a new life so there's the one of the old testament pictures of this yeah which might make some men cross their legs at this moment, but it, it's it's <laughs> circumcision. Oh, I thought you were going to say that. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that's kind of, I guess, that 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 image is more attached to this picture of of a of a cutting off of what's bad and you know yeah, a, a burial the, of those. things. In the Old Testament, God's people were identified by this act of circumcision. Yeah. Um, which is a, literally a cutting away of, of a piece of of the flesh, and uh, again, in in uh, uh, describes circumcision as being. Um, like a baptism, and now in the New Testament, thank God we don't have to be <laughs> circumcised. But but in baptism, we're putting away the flesh. It's like a, a, again a burial of the old fleshly, carnal, worldly life. Yeah, and, and so that we can be raised into a brand new life. So those those three pictures that are probably took place maybe a thousand or more years before the New Testament was written. And yeah. They were images. They were things that represented baptism. Yes. The, 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 the New Testament sort of shines a light on and highlights yeah, them as they're being all, what they're they represent. all Old Testament examples of things. Uh, the circumcision, the the coming through the through the sea, the, the escaping on the flood. They're mm. pictures 
and in the New Testament, we understand they're all pointing the way towards baptism. Yeah. And now in baptism, we kind of got the fulfillment of all of these things. So the, if you take the image of the the death, burial, and the resurrection, there's this kind of statement in uh, in uh, day four about the best funeral ever. <laughs> so yeah. what 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 about a person um, is is left buried? I mean, you know, will, will it mean that? their likes and dislikes their personalities that what are they left there do they come out a different personality or is it what is when, it that um, actually gets buried when the israelites were escaping from the egyptians and went through the red sea um the story ends with the egyptians chasing their enemies were chasing them. their enemies were trying to bring them back into egypt again back to slavery back to slavery yeah and those enemies are actually drowned in the Red Sea mm. after the Israelites have gone through safely. Yeah. And I think that's a really, I always think it's a fantastic picture of how all the things in my old life, before I was a believer, before I was a Christian, all those things which would which would seek to have me back if they could, right. um, actually now have no true power over me. So maybe habits, addictions? Yeah, habits, addictions. Um, appetites I used to have, um, little little um, sinful things I used to do and try and get away with it. <laughs> Those things have no real power over any over me anymore. Right. I, be I believe when I was baptized, all of those things uh, were dead and buried. So it's like an act of, of coming into freedom. Absolutely from those right. things. Yeah, yeah. So those those are all really powerful. They're not just images; they're realities, aren't they? they we are know realities. people in the church that yeah. have experienced the power of baptism and have. I've known a freedom from addictions, freedom from lots of different yeah. things, even sicknesses yes. as a result of coming through baptism. Yeah, and I think everybody who is preparing for their own baptism, it's really, well, day five, we, we go on to talk about um, how we should be baptized. But, yeah. but as you prepare for your own baptism, uh, if you've not yet been baptized, as you prepare for that, just begin to mentally or even physically make a list of all the things in your past that you know you've been forgiven, you know you've been forgiven, Jesus has, Jesus has paid the price, God has forgiven you, but now mm. in being baptized, you're gonna leave all these things way behind you. Yeah. And, um, and, and then approach your baptism, believing that uh, in f as, you, as you approach this with faith, you're gonna come out of that water and you're gonna come out ready to live this new life. I think that being involved, having been involved in many baptisms, that. Yeah. The when people come out of the water again. Oh, it's fantastic. Uh, isn't it? the, the expression on their face. And also then just when you uh, release the water and it goes away, <laughs> yeah. kind of think there about the goes. things that are yeah. that are being taken uh, down yeah. into the yeah. into the sewers as it were with them. Yeah. And they come out it's a with powerful those things. image, isn't it? Absolutely. So so what would you recommend? Somebody listening, they've not yet been baptized. Mm. Um, how would you advise that they go about getting baptized? Okay, well, I think first of all, um, Speak with somebody in the church who can who can help you arrange this. Um, we'd certainly say don't wait. Mm. Uh, there's no evidence in the New Testament that there was any sort of period of waiting between deciding to follow Jesus and, and then being baptized. You don't need to go on a long course. Um, you don't need to go on a course at all. <laughs> um, get up, be baptized, do it as soon as possible. Don't, don't mm. waste, don't delay with any of that. And then what we'd say is, um, Arrange for it to take place. We've got we've got a baptism pool um, in Stony Stanton. We've got uh, we've got 
a temporary pools in Market Harbour. I was baptised in a swimming or pool. Or you can go to a swimming pool. Church arranged um, at the time. Yeah. When we're in Kenya, they baptise people in, in rivers and streams. Yes. Wherever there's enough water to be immersed, um, we'd say, if possible, invite your friends to come. Let mm. it be a great statement of faith to them, a great, a great expression of this new life, and, and really enjoy it. Nothing yeah. to be nervous about. We never hold any, anybody under the water for longer than 10 minutes. So. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> that was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. So that's it on baptism. It's, it's a fantastic um, act of obedience. Yeah. It is an act of obedience. It is, yeah. And um, It's almost were, the first step of is. obedience, isn't it? Even if you were christened as a baby, you now need to be baptized as a believer. Mm. Fantastic. So key points that we pick up then on, in the summary of, of this week is that Christian baptism is total immersion and it's the total of immersion of a believer yep. uh, in water. Everyone who's repented of their sin and put their faith in Jesus Christ should be baptized. Uh, baptism is only for believers or believers yes, only. That's important. Um, it's a public declaration of faith in Christ. It's an outward expression of something that's taken place on the inside, yes. an inner cleansing that's already taken place in our lives. Um, you've said not to wait, but actually to be baptized as soon as possible after yes. becoming a Christian, that as we're baptized, we're united with Christ, not just in his death, not even just in his death and burial, but also in his resurrection. That's right. That's uh, yep. power as yep. a result. Um, power to put to death our past, yes. um, the sinful things and our sinful nature in the past, and gives us power to live the Christian life. It's an essential and integral part of our salvation, of what it means to become a Christian. And it's this first step of obedience and faith. And it does something. It seals yes. our newfound faith in Jesus Christ. It's a wonderful thing. It is. And I was baptized at the age of 10, but I can still clearly remember it as yep. such a significant moment in my own life that... It's not just powerful then, but it's powerful for me yeah. now, even at the age of 45, yeah. there's a power that yeah. it has yeah, in my life too. today. Yeah, me too. I was baptized in a swimming pool in Leicester. Yeah. And I still remember it. It was a very significant day. So there you go. If you're listening to this and you've become a Christian, but you're not yet baptized, we would love, if we can, to help you do that. And if not, then maybe speak to your friend and, and make those arrangements. Wonderful. Thank you. Thanks for joining us for this week's Rock Solid podcast. We hope it's been really helpful for you. If you'd like to get in touch with us at any time during the course, you can send us an email at rocksolid at livingrock.church. We pray that God really blesses you as you take the first steps in your new life with him.